Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico and see all the ways that you could save. It is Thursday, November 17th. Yes. Wait, November 17th. Does that uh, mean anything to you, Mike? That sounds familiar. That does uh, sound familiar. A week till Thanksgiving? Is that it? Uh, yes, it is exactly confirmed. That's what it is. One week till okay, Thanksgiving. That's what it is. Um, I think it is also, if I can do the math correctly, five weeks and two days until Christmas. Is that's that also a, correct? That's it. That's, mm-hmm. it. that's why it's on my mind. I knew I recognized that they were Backwards, I think mm-hmm. it's like three and a half months removed from yeah. from um, mm-hmm. Fourth of July. I was thinking maybe it was someone's four and a half birth- birthday, but I don't know. Oh my God! It's Daniel Dobbs' fortieth <sighs> birthday, oh, and he's wearing hey. a Jared Davis hey. number forty uniform. Hey, happy oh. birthday, bud! How fortuitous is this, huh? Did I just learned that. I did not. I did not. How? <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, originally I didn't plan it because I bought this jersey thinking that I would be a huge Jared Davis fan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> He's on the practice squad now, right? He is on the practice squad now. Yeah, so, he was up last week for your birthday for Malcolm Rodriguez. Because yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Daniel, Mike? My favorite thing is that he is just one of the greatest people. Stop! On oh wow, greatest Daniel people. Seriously, one oh, of my favorite is. people in the world. Yeah, you. I are mean his... it seriously. Love you, man. Love you too. You're my buddy. favorite. You know, I was thinking about with Daniel is I always think about we've we've grown into a world and social media plays a heavily heavy influence on this. Yeah, in which. It presents an image of what people want you to be, not what mm-hmm. you want to be. And in a world in which conformism, is that a word? If it isn't, what I'm trying to say is people that conform mm-hmm. is like a way of life. No one's more authentic to themselves than Daniel is to himself. Daniel mm-hmm. is exactly who God meant for him to be. If you believe in God or whoever his parents meant for him to be, his wonderful parents, who they, what, the 40th anniversary recently they celebrated? Yeah, they did, 41st 41st, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would make sense, right? Yeah. So uh, we are so blessed to have you every mm-hmm. single day in our lives. We love you immensely. And you look great for Thank 40. Thank you. Thank you, you so do. much. Like, I appreciate I, that. 35, I would have maybe believed it. 40, I have to check an ID later. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite part about uh, being here, Aaron Dolan, who's great here, does a bunch of our sports betting stuff. We did tailgate last week and I mentioned that I had a birthday next week and she was like, what are you going to be like 26? And I was like, Aaron, yes. you're my favorite person in the whole world. That was the most like, right. but I will say in all honesty, one of the things I was thinking about this in the way in, especially cause I'm 40, like the perspective that I'm trying to think about and have, you mm-hmm. know, I've lived so many years at this point and I feel so blessed to be able to work with people that I love being able to work with, to be able to spend time with people that I love spending time with, to be able to do this with you guys. Like I, it's one of those things. Uh, most birthdays, I feel like it's more about like me. Cause I want to be excited about it. This birthday was thinking about all the things that I feel like I have been lucky to be able to have in my life because I've lived 40 awesome years. And I started my life over basically when I was 30, like I, when, when I left the military and I want to say this for like everybody. I left the military when I was 30 years old. Like I basically started life over. So the idea that, hey man, it's too late for me to be able to do that or it's going to be tough for me to figure things out. Like it, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm literally living proof. I started over at 30 and, and I get to- Better than ever. Do shows mm-hmm. with Field Yates and Mike Clay on ESPN and Adam Schefter. And I, like, I do Sports Center every Tuesday. Like this is one of those things where I don't want to say that I'm not special, but like I'm everybody. I, I'm you guys. And, and the way that- I want everybody to know for me on my birthday, what I would love to be able to say is just know that you can do this too. Like you can do whatever you want to do. You can be able to just 
have faith in yourself, have confidence in yourself and know that the only person saying no is you. So, you know, you don't need to listen to anybody else. You decide what you want your path to be and follow whatever door is open to you and just be happy. Mm-hmm. Find yourself me- and be happy yeah, with good it. Good message. That's why everybody loves Daniel right there. Stop. And, uh, so here's the thing. We, we, we See, love him so much such, that we brought you. Uh, oh, wait, we forgot the cake. So God here's the thing. Dang it. On Are we my the birthday, worst friends ever? I wanted to bring in a present for my friend, Mike Clay, actually. Wait, what? what? Because I get a present on your birthday? Yeah. Oh well, my God, here's the this? thing. And I want to say oh, this. The Eagles, unfortunately, you know, lost last weekend as a Detroit Lions fan <laughs> on a 2-0 and winning streak. One of the things I thought maybe we could do is help be able to reinvigorate Eagles Nation. And so I wanted to give you this Darius Slay Lions jersey that that is obviously filled with nothing but wins after we Lions fans are on a winning streak. And you Eagles fans, obviously, you've had a tough little run. So I know you're a big jersey guy. Do the the Lions have the longest winning streak besides the Vikings in the NFC right now? Right now? It's got to be close. It's got to be close. I think so. That's going to make you look real good, too, I think. Look at this. We're twins. That. Are we going to talk about Darius Slay on wide receiver cornerback matchup later or no? Uh, Might be. Okay, uh, good. Feels like my birthday now. Feels like my birthday, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday to everybody. Feels like sorry, I didn't. I tried to find another jersey, but I didn't have another one to be. It's okay. okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. First of all, I don't deserve a jersey. That's not true. Uh, It's true. Second of all, uh, everybody go at Daniel Dop on Twitter. Wish him happy birthday. Yeah. Follow him if you don't already, which would be your mistake. Uh, Wish him happy birthday, and uh, here's to sixty more. I would love that. Like, yeah, it's modern, modern that? science. We can get that. By the way, if people are wondering, like, why aren't we singing Daniel Happy Birthday right now? There's some sort of rule, and I feel like I learned this <laughs> during my NFL Live days, where, like, you have such limited musical rights on a podcast. You can do six seconds. It's think, like, yeah, right? literally, it's like, ha, that's as far as we can go, right? Or there's so a fine. It's like a $10,000 fine. So while we do love Daniel, uh, Mike and I have mouths to feed, and we have fantasy football dudes to pay. Okay, we're allowed to play. Okay, we got we it's got like our alternate eight version. Right that's there. it. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Anyway, we love you, buddy. Happy love birthday, you guys. Thank you Appreciate for the present. It. Yeah. And uh, may, on my birthday, I'll, I'll uh I'll think of a present for you. I appreciate okay. that. Shout out to Mama Dop and Papa Dop for making me happen. Lions confirmed <laughs> second longest winning streak in the NFC. Wow. Look at that. Wow. See how much mojo is stored uh-huh. up in that jersey? Uh-huh. I think the Eagles good. might get back on track this Vikings week because seven of seven straight. So they're way out in front. But wow. Man, if they, if they had lost last week, you would have had the longest. Wow. Dude. And they they pried victory away from the jaws of defeat. That mm-hmm. was close. That was close. All right. Let's start out. We got a bunch of news we're going to talk about. We got a Thursday night football preview. Yeah, Adam Schefter is going to join us. We're going to do wide receiver cornerback. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch we're going to get through here, actually. I promise. But let's start. We got a weird thing going on. Yeah, meteorologist, right? In Buffalo Field, we're getting reports of like feet, feet of snow. Yeah, we're going to ask Shefty about this more a little bit. But just it's a it's a quick it's a, it's our first reminder of many that there's a massive massive weather situation in Buffalo could have literally three to six feet at some point over the next few days, which could impact Sunday's availability. It got me thinking to a story because I want to Shefty will have the nuts and bolts about what may or may mm. not happen later. But back when I was working for the Chiefs in my scouting days. Kansas City Airport is basically one terminal with, like, very few gates. We had flown back from a 1 p.m. game on a short road trip. So we landed at probably, like, 7 or 8 o'clock local time. And during a massive weather delay, I think it was the Giants and maybe the Vikings were supposed to play on Sunday. But snow in Minnesota, this might or maybe it was snow somewhere, had, like, totally impacted the availability of the game. We get to the airport. And the Giants are just sitting there at the same gate that we fly into. No way. So we're sitting there, get off the plane. We're just like, oh, hey, New York Giants. Like, <laughs> nice to see you guys. 
where are you playing tomorrow? And they were like, we have no idea. So they were just sitting there waiting in limbo, just waiting at the, at the Kansas City airport, trying to figure out where their plane was going to take them next. That's amazing. The Bills have, sorry, the Browns have not yet left Cleveland. Okay. Uh, but at some point, they may have to. Shefty will fill us in with more in just a little bit. We talk about injuries now, though. Yeah, let's talk about injuries because Brandon Cooks, does this one count as an injury field or is this still one like, where does this fall in the line of things? I'll get used to Brandon Cooks being a non-participant or a limited participant in a bunch of practices. Mm -hmm. I'll get used to it. Okay. Yeah, and get used to him not being great in fantasy because his last top 35 finish was week four. Wow, that was a long time ago. And the targets were there. Remember early in the season, the targets were great and we thought he'll bounce back. Everything has gone south. The targets aren't there. Obviously, the... Bad vibe for sure with that team. So for now, he's a uh, if he he's active, you can consider him for a flex. That's it. Yep, that's Agreed. it. What about Nico Collins? Just really quickly, if that if he's mm-hmm. I mean if he's also out. on the injury report, but he did have a brilliant touchdown catch this past mm-hmm. week. I think and Mike can probably come correct on this one, but like same issue there is that like volume will be okay, yeah. not necessarily great, and quarterback play has not been what we expected it to be this season. Yeah. So um, I think Cooks is going to play, and I don't think mm-hmm. this offense is equipped to weekly. Put out two wide receivers. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree with that. If Cooks is out, Collins is more of a flex option. If Cooks plays, Collins, that was his best game of the year by far last week. That's not a guy you could trust right now. Trust him. No. All right. What about Ezekiel Elliott? Obviously, Tony Pollard has looked fantastic, which is great and also super frustrating for fantasy managers (laughs) because they know sooner or later it's going to come to an end when Zeke is back. Is that this week? I think he is. I think he's back this week, and the Cowboys have sort of hinted as much at this. Uh, he did, uh, was limited on pra- practice on Wednesday, which is a positive step forward compared to where he was at this time last week. I think Zeke plays, and Mike, unfortunately, when only Pollard plays, he's like an obvious top 12 <laughs> he's play. He's so good. He's really good. When both of them play, they throw themselves back into not quite running back purgatory, but you play them more because you have to, not because you want to. Right. Pollard, it has been between 8 and 14 touches in every game that Zeke has played this season. So he obviously has a ceiling. That's where they limit him when Zeke's on the field, and that's not going to change. And Elliott was probably playing his best football prior to this injury, right? He's averaging 16 and a half touches per game, and he has three touchdowns in his last two games. So honestly, I think with Elliott getting so little, in the passing game and Pollard doing a lot of that work. I think they're pretty close, mm. right? And and it, they've kind of come together in rankings when both are active, but uh, obviously it limits the ceiling for both. So I think they're fringe RB2 options. If Zeke is out again, Pollard, to your point, by the way, 275 yards and four touchdowns the last two weeks, the last two games Zeke has been out would be an obvious RB1. So yeah. we'll just have to see how this plays out until Sunday. Yep. All right. That's really it for our news. We're going to have a whole bunch more tomorrow with Stefania on our Friday show. But now we're going to dive into our Thursday night preview. All right. We got Titans at the Packers and lineup locks Mm. for the Tennessee Titans include Derek Henry. Yep. Does anybody else even need to be talked about Next on the topic? Titans? All right. Titans the Titans, <laughs> the Packers lineup locks include Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, which leaves a couple of names off this list. Notably, Aaron Rodgers, who last week came alive and looked like the Aaron Rodgers of old. I currently this week do not have Aaron Rodgers ranked inside my top 12. Mm-hmm. I don't have him as a QB one or a starter in a 12 team league. Where do you guys fall on Aaron Rodgers this week? Rodgers is what he's been all season, which is just a pretty solid QB2. Mm. You know, if you're in a super flex league, he's fine as a QB2. He does have two or more passing touchdowns in seven of his 10 games. But last week he was QB9. That was his best finish of the season. That was his first top 10 of the season. How many passes did he complete last week, Mike? I don't know. 14. 14. 14. So, yeah, it three was touchdowns, great so. to see him. It was great to see Aaron Rodgers produce. But yeah. how often can you count on 14 completions turning into a top 10 weekly finish with zero rushing upside? Knowing that he that was minimal. his first game over 17 fantasy yeah. points the entire season. Yeah, he's just had that 
QB2 floor, doesn't have a ceiling. It is a good matchup, though. Titans with most fantasy points, most yards, most completions allowed to quarterbacks. So there's some appeal. And maybe, just maybe, Alan Lazard's been great. Yeah. He's been fine. If Aaron Jones into the backfield, if Christian Watson does come around and keeps this up and sees seven, eight, nine targets a game and is a player, maybe there's something there. Maybe yep. Rodgers can totally get agree. into that QB1 mix, but... I'm not locked in on that just yet. So especially in what's probably going to be another low volume game. Should yep. be a close game, but probably low scoring. I'm not there yet with Rodgers as a, a QB one, but he's he's trending up at least. And also, I think it's worth noting. We talked about this going into the Germany game last week that maybe Tom Brady and the Bucks find something after that inspirational win over the Rams. Tom did not deliver a massive fantasy performance, but early in that game, they were humming. They were at 14 mm. to three before they even mm. blinked. Yeah. Things didn't finish as we hoped they would, but maybe Aaron Rodgers coming off of the team's best win of the season, starts to feel like this team can turn it around and he can help. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about manifesting things. Maybe he can help manifest some better days going forward. I have him as QB 16. One injury to note on the Titan side of the ball, which could impact both the running game and the passing game, is even tackle Jeffrey Simmons, who's like Aaron, jo- Aaron Donald Jr. Like mm-hmm. not quite mm-hmm. at Donald's level. Nobody is, but he, he can at least be mentioned in the same breath as him. It's questionable for this game. We'll see whether he plays or not, but a bunch of Titans injuries. If he's out, makes it only a more formidable matchup mm-hmm. for not just Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, but also Aaron Jones. Yep. We talked about Christian Watson. You mentioned what he did in the game last week. Obviously, Alan Lazard is a lineup lock without Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs, we should mention, going to be out for this yeah, game oh, with yeah, an ankle yeah. injury. A few so more no, weeks. Yep. So no Romeo Dobbs. Do you see Christian Watson as somebody that you can trust in the flex, or do you need another mm-hmm. week to be able to see it before you're ready to trust it? No, I'm buying in, and here's why. Played 85% of the snaps and yep. had eight Sorry. targets, right? So it wasn't a fluke game where he, I mean, he only caught four passes, three were touchdowns. We're not going to keep that pace up, but if he's going to get eight targets with Aaron Rodgers in this offense and play every down, he's a second-round talent. Yeah. We've seen the flashes all year. Like, you kept getting injured, but the flashes have been there all season long, so... He looks like he might be a player yeah. in this league. 40% target share, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, we if we get 20%, yeah. which is around where Alan Lazard's been, maybe a, a tiny bit below that, he's going to be good to go. So I have him 38th already. I'm buying in. Just He ha- he checks all those boxes. Snaps, I'm a little targets. higher than my, Yeah. I mean, yeah. a little higher than you. Yeah. I, I will be the first to admit that like I, I want to see it one more time before I feel pretty good about it. Worth mm-hmm. noting that he's only 36 in a week in which we have seven top wide receivers on by. No Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. no Jamar Chase. So just sort of do the math where he might be in a normal week. Yep. That being said, if you are down or if you are expected, or if you're projected to lose your matchup or if you're playing a heavyweight in your in, in, in your league, this is the kind of player that you have to be willing to roll the dice. Like if you need to win, mm-hmm. you can't afford to have a bunch of guys that put up 12s in your lineup. Yeah. yeah. Now, you certainly can't have a bunch of fours either, but Christian Watson's like he gets you 20 tonight. Wouldn't yeah. stun uh-huh. me, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for a roll of the dice, Christian Watson is one of the better roll of the dice because once you get past like a certain level of wide receiver in our rankings, you're just like, oh, wow, like, mm-hmm. Lamade Zacchaeus. Okay, like he might get me seven and a half fantasy points this weekend. Like Elijah Moore, like he might run a route this weekend. That would be cool, <laughs> right? Like you just it just drops off precipitously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also good matchup. That's the other box, right? Fourth yeah. most fantasy points allowed by Tennessee. They've had some uh, secondary issues this season. So I'm with you. Also, sometimes it's Thursday night and you're, you have a lineup decision. You're like, I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to sit down and watch this game. Let's put an exciting boom bust player in there, right? Yeah, why not? Watson. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. That's yeah, a fun one. And totally. if he's going to play every down, which he is, you're, I mean, he got healthy and immediately just was ahead of Sammy Watkins. It wasn't even close. Like yeah. he's just blowing them, blowing the doors They're playing off different sports room. right now. Him and yeah, yeah, exactly. Watkins exactly. I think he's, there's, it's sometimes you see a player and they have a big game. Like I'll give you an example, Nick Westbrook. He's coming off a big game too. And you're like, okay, we kind of know what he is, right? That, that's going to happen once in a while when you play a lot of snaps. Not real. Yeah. Like, 
Christian Watson could be real. This could be a star in the NFL. He's a second-round rookie. I mean, there's a reason they traded, what, four picks to move up early round two to get him? I mean, he, could he be real. and Kadarius Tony are the two players that I have my eyes on for the rest of the yeah, season. Good call. That yeah. maybe, and I say maybe because there's a chance this is not the case, but maybe they're both top 20 wide receivers mm-hmm. by the end of the it's year. It's possible. Not, yeah. not like they don't score in the top 20 for the entire season, mm-hmm. but, but by week 13 in the playoffs, it's like, yeah, Kadarius Tony's my wide receiver lock. 16 this like, week. Yeah. 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 Those yeah. are the two players just because of the pedigree. And the obvious talent, and even if Aaron Rodgers is not playing like he was either of the past two years, he's still Aaron Rodgers. And that's why you use bench spots on player like th- on players like that, right? Yeah. If you're looking to fill out your bench and you're looking at waivers and you say, there's a lot of guys that are maybe even projected high. Like, all right, yeah, Khalif Raymond, he's probably going to play a lot. It's a decent projection. But scroll a little deeper and say, you know what? If things go right for this guy, he could be a lineup lock down yeah. the stretch. That's yep. the exact kind of guy you want. And Watson has been one of those guys who've been stashing. Kadarius Tony, same kind of thing. So I'm with you. By the way, great Thursday night game especially because yeah. the Packers won this past week. Like we're about to hit a nice stretch of Thursday night games after some less memorable outings in recent weeks. And they need it. They're what? One on one game under 500. Yeah. And by the way, in the NFC, that's good enough to keep in the playoffs. Yeah. They got to the win. NFC South stinks. The NFC West is okay, mm-hmm. but not dominant. It's the NFC East that all of a sudden has become the NFC beast. Mm-hmm. Last player. We didn't talk about AJ Dillon in part because uh, unfortunately we've reached the part of the season where there's not really a point in talking about AJ Dillon. Yeah. He's not really someone to be able to, to, I don't think that you're looking to start this week, but I just wanted to throw it out there to you guys. Yeah, so hasn't scored or cleared 10 fantasy points in since week one. That's a stat I've used, I think, like every week the last oh, like, month yeah, and a half, right? Sucks. It just has not changed at all. Um, I will say this. I, I wanted to talk really briefly about the Titans defense. Only one running back has been over 15 and a half fantasy points against them. Yep. Saquon Barkley in week one, but they have really weird splits. Uh, they don't allow like anything on the ground. Only one rushing touchdown, the second fewest rush yards. They've been beaten up big time in the passing game, but that's usually where Aaron Jones is utilized more, right? We thought Dylan might be more. It's been inconsistent. He hasn't really. So if anything, this that moves maybe the needle up a, a little bit for Aaron Jones, but it certainly hurts A.J. Dillon. So no, he is and not Jones, a good flex option. Jones has been remarkable recently. Yeah, he's a yeah. lineup Every block, Every time obviously. he touches yeah. the ball, I, as I said this a couple days ago, like I know it's hard to, to like make a guy a one-man show in the backfield. But every time he touches the ball, I think mm-hmm. to myself, for a sputtering offense, he's the ingredient that can make them work going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Packers are three-point favorites here in this game. Over-under is 41 points. Which side are you taking? Who you uh, want in this game, Packers or Titans? This is such a tough game. To it is. It really it's is. it's like two teams, their, their point differential might be the same. Mm-hmm. The over-under is 41. As you mentioned, Daniel, that's, like, that's just two teams that, that grind things out. Yep. <sighs> Give me the Titans. Close. I'm taking, uh, I think the Titans cover. I, I don't know how you pick. How do, against the yeah, Rogers, like how do you like pick Packers. against them? Honestly, w- at least with three points, but I do have the Packers winning this by one. 19-18. Wow. 19-18. No, it's so not under even a two. score. It's nice. a score tonight, it's, so be ready. Seven field goals. Kyle, can you look up for me? When is the last time that a football game ended 1918? I'm going to definitely take the Titans. If I'm looking at which one of these teams I think is going to grind out a win, I just feel like the Titans. I mean, Derek can I mean, just, I'm out. It's, it's basically a toss-up. Yeah. All right, let us move on to wide receiver cornerback matchup. The Shatter Report mm-hmm. by Mike Clay, one of the best things hey. that Mike does here at ESPN. And Mike, let's start. Where are we starting this week? We're going to start with the Bears. So we're going to start Falcons. with the, the Bears. Bears taking on the Falcons and the Bears. Hopefully this is a positive matchup because they are already pretty tough when you're looking at starting them. Oh, it's a positive matchup. Casey Hayward's still on IR. AJ Terrell has missed several weeks now with an injury. We'll see if he's back in this one. If not, Darren Hall will slide in for him. Rashad Fenton maybe will bring them some life. They traded for him at the trade deadline. 
he played in every down role uh, last week. So that maybe that helps a little bit. But Isaiah Oliver in the slot, he struggled as well. So across the board, a good matchup. Falcons, most fantasy points allowed to receivers. The fifth most to the perimeter. The seventh most to the slot. Just across the board has struggled this season. Uh, Darnell Mooney, you know, I have him 32nd. You know, he's a, he's a wide receiver three slash flex. This offense is scoring touchdowns now. There's more appeal there, and he's had a respectable floor. The tricky one is Chase Claypool, yeah, right? Yeah. He le- ran five pass routes last week, yeah. which that was the second game with the team, and he took a step back in usage, which was not something we expected. So the only thing we could do with him is leave him on our bench for now and kind of just keep an eye on reports. Like, okay, they're going to make him a full-time player this year. He's going to play more. We just have to keep an eye on reports. But right now, I think you got to wait another week before you start him. Yeah, I commented on him yesterday thinking, like, he could be. If all of a sudden he became a full-time player, he could be similar to what we just discussed with Christian Watson and also Kadarius Tony, where he's so talented and Justin Fields yeah. is playing at a level now. And by the way, way more passing utilization from the Bears offense, both in terms of percentage of plays and number of called passes so far. Like, yeah. this is no longer the offense it was at the beginning of the year. If all those things work out in Claypool's favor, he could be a top 25-ish wide receiver by like week 12 or 13. Yeah. He said yesterday, though, yesterday, he, he made a comment basically like, hey, um, like, I also like to run block, too. So they have me running. So I thought my, my forecast yesterday, and Kyle, we can hear you, by the way. Uh, my forecast yesterday was that at some point, Chase Claypool is going to start playing more. Like, it just seems logical to think mm-hmm. that. We just don't know when that is. But if it happens this weekend, which I'm not forecasting it to, but if it did, like, what a great spot it would be for Claypool. Yeah, and they're scoring a lot. I mean, Cole Komet has five touchdowns in his last, what, three games? Yeah, you know, he's, he's been he's addicted he's, to the end zone. Exactly. And some of those, that's not going to keep up, right? So those touchdowns will be spread to hey, other players. Uh, don't, dude, let's, let's keep it in existence. I need, I had too much Cole Komet, unfortunately, this year. Yeah. Well, did, you, did you cut him or did you hold tight? A lot of best ball. Oh, best ball. All right. So okay. Well, he's picking it up for you. Okay. So that's why I want to keep it continuing because if I made to. it this far, okay. Pro- hashtag regression alert. Hey, it's my birthday, Mike. Come on. No, no, no. I, you give me presents on your birthday, remember? All right, fine. Well, let's talk about this crappy matchup. AJ Brown <laughs> goes up against <laughs> Stefan Gilmore. What do we expect? Heavy weight. All right. All right. So uh, this one's actually interesting, and I'll tell you why. Because Jeff Saturday made his debut as the head coach last week, and Stefan Gilmore did not shadow Devontae Adams, which was a big change from what we expected. He was on him a little bit. They put him on Foster Moreau, and Moreau was on the perimeter as well. So maybe the match, the matchups will be a little bit different now. Uh, but we have seen Gilmore shadow Brandon Cooks and Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin this season. So it is possible they put him full-time on A.J. Brown in this game. Uh, but it's not a lock, right? So we're not as scared as maybe we would have been okay. with the previous coaching staff, but still the Colts' pass defense has been terrific. The fewest fantasy points allowed to receivers, the six fewest to the perimeter, which is where, of course, A.J. Brown and actually Devontae Smith as well primarily aligned. So maybe a little downgrade here for A.J. Brown, but you're starting him. You're maybe avoiding in DFS this week, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. and we're just going to continue to monitor. He's still banged up a little bit, right? Coming yeah, back. Yeah, he from was last limited week. in practice yesterday mm-hmm. with that ankle so. injury, so we'll see whether or not he's available. No Dallas Goddard, as we know now, so yeah. maybe that shadow of a top tight end does not exist. Interestingly, uh, Jeff Saturday has talked about how like he spent most of his time in the offensive room, so. I wonder why they decided to not shadow Devontae. I really don't know, especially with how they've utilized Gilmore prior to the season. You know, if there's a clear number one dominant perimeter receiver, Gilmore was on him, and that was not the case. It was just here or there he was on him. But they do have a great secondary, even if Gilmore doesn't shadow. They just have a great secondary. How did that work out, like, in your opinion, with him not shadowing Um, last week? Adams was fine, right? He He had had an awesome 100-plus yards yards and a touchdown. It was great. But maybe the idea was, like, we're going to play our guys, Devontae's going to get his, but let's make sure that nobody else gets theirs. I yeah. don't know. I mean, maybe it's different. Maybe maybe it's different when you're playing a high-octane offense like Philly as opposed to one in, in Las Vegas, which is stuck in the mud right now. Sure. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. 
All right, let's talk about another one. We got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins taking on the Steelers. By the mm-hmm. way, obviously, uh, Jamar, Chase. Jamar Chase no longer in Mike's projections. So don't expect him this week. I think yeah, I put him there just in case when I wrote this, it was yep. there was sort of a question, and then it became pretty apparent he's still on crutches. He's not going to play this week. So yep. don't worry about him. Uh, really, all we're worried about here is T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and we're upgrading them here. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've struggled all season. Second most fantasy points allowed to receivers, the third most to the perimeter, the fourth fourth most to the slots. So very much like Atlanta, right? Just across the board, they cannot stop anyone. And these teams have played so far this or earlier the season back in week one. What happened then? Uh, T. Higgins actually left that game early, so we already had this kind of outlook of one one really good perimeter receiver. It was Jamar Chase. Then it'll be T. Higgins this week, and of course Tyler Boyd. Chase, 10 catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown on 16 targets. So that's good. good. Tyler Boyd, 33 yards, but he had scored a touchdown on seven targets. He's been good as of late since Chase has been out. We like him. I have him as a lineup block. I don't know how you bench Tyler Boyd in this offense. And, of course, T. Higgins is always a lineup block. So great matchup, great players, great offense. We're uh, feeling good here. Feels like Tyler Boyd this week, again, and Fields said this like 40 times, and we're going to say it again, with with seven wide receivers already out this week, plus you have guys that are injured, Tyler Boyd with this matchup and what he's done, and knowing that Chase is one of those wide receivers, feels like he has to be a lineup block for yeah. managers. Such a funny pl- for me. Such a funny player too, because it's like you feel like Tyler Boyd only gets this boost when somebody is out, Jamar Chase or mm-hmm. T. Higgins, and then you're like Tyler Boyd rules. Like he's, he's so he's good. good. He like he's just a really good player. They just have. The embarrassment of riches, not like an embarrassment, like the the embarrassment the. of riches for wide receivers. I've got a league that is just like hanging on by a thread. Hollywood Brown plus Jamar Chase plus Mark mm-hmm. Andrews in that mm-hmm. league. My spirit's yeah. a little higher today because of the fact that it sounds like maybe by week 12, we could have all three of them back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Less shifty about Hollywood Brown in just a couple of minutes. Do you yeah. have any insurance for any of those players? I do not, but I do know where to get it if I need some. That was, Tell a, us. that was a stretch. Geico asks, how would you stretch. love a chance to save some money on insurance? I actually do have Ron no more. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. The pick six, game-winning field goals, touchdown dances. Check out yesterday's YouTube stream if you want to see how to properly celebrate a score. And watching it all with friends in a cooler of Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair with the most reliable light beer. Every Sunday, game time is Miller time. Kickoff time? Halftime? It's all Miller time. Miller time means good friends, great beer, and football all Sunday long. What's not to like? Miller Lite checks all the boxes you could ask for, and that is why, since 1975, it has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, it's the beer that's always a winner. It's the Beer Drinkers Light Beer. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion, or maybe your next touchdown dance if your name isn't Jamal Williams. Hey, now, I did pretty good with that. (laughs) Football season brings back the big hits to reach for the biggest hit of them all. Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold or go to MillerLite.com slash FFF for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Bam. Nailed it. By the way, uh, I got uh, Daniel several Miller Lights for his birthday. Yes. 
Yeah, you did. So tasty. I'm pretty ready for the show to be over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about squirrel stock. Just maybe, after squirrel stock. Maybe during good. the CSS DFS podcast, we'll have one of them. Maybe we're going to talk about Little Caesars. Thursday. Yeah. We're going to talk about Little Caesars because we need pizza to go with our beer. You know, I think we probably will soon. Okay. So pizza and a beer will. winning yeah. combo. All right. We're going to do squirrel stock here for week 11. And here we go. I'm going to kick it off. We're going to start with Trevor Lawrence for me. Now, starting on this week or no? Probably not starting this week. Okay. Field, okay. Because he's on a bye. Mm. He's got a bye this week. So understanding that, I want to look at everything that he has done, though. 18 plus fantasy points in three of his last five games, 16 plus in four of his last five. He's giving you that consistent floor. Last three weeks, the things that has been really exciting is he's using his legs. Mike, we've mm. talked about how he was going to take the next step here, right? And one of the things that a lot of, especially within fantasy this year, Rushing quarterbacks is what makes a difference. Prior to the last three games, he only had 84 rushing yards on the season. Last three games, he has 94 rushing yards between the three. So we like seeing him utilize his legs a little bit more. I still want to see him use his legs a little bit more. I want to see him get Trevor, uh, uh, Travis Etienne involved more. However, I love his upcoming schedule after the bye. He gets Baltimore, he gets Detroit, and he gets Tennessee. Three teams that I think can be absolutely taken advantage of. I love Trevor Lawrence. Stock is up for me over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks here for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not sure what level player he is just yet. I was hoping for a big year or two leap. Yeah, he is a tough one to figure out. He's had his ups and downs. Uh, but also Jacksonville is a couple bounces of the ball away from a winning record, frankly. You know, they've had so many one-score games, and we've seen teams flip-flop and kind of just have that bad luck. So uh, he's an interesting one for sure, and I still haven't put my finger on how just how good he is. But yeah. We'll see yeah, what I can argue with the schedule. Yeah. All right. Next one I have is Jamal Williams. And I have him. This is going to be tough for me, but he is squirrel stock down for what? me. He is upcoming schedule. He gets the New York football giants and then he gets a Buffalo on a short week on Thanksgiving. Here's the thing. He doesn't catch the ball at all. No longer, Zero yeah. catches in consecutive mm-hmm. games. No more than one catch in five of his past six the Lions are starting to use DeAndre Swift a little bit more. Whether I think it makes sense or not, whether I really understand it, the Lions are doing it. So from that perspective, the Lions are using DeAndre Swift a little bit more, knowing Jamal Williams is not a pass catcher, knowing that he's not going to be on the field as much. I guess, again, two tough defenses, one on a short week against Buffalo. Yeah. I think in the short term, as much as I still love Jamal Williams, probably still using him as a flex play if I have mm-hmm. him, but a squirrel stock down with the way that things are working out here. Reminds me of the Cowboys, right? When one of them plays, you can feel confident. When both of them play, you kind of have this spot where you meet in the middle of their value. And the tricky part, you could actually probably just say squirrel stock down for Lions RB. Because yes. yeah. if you knew DeAndre Swift was going to play 35 snaps, you'd start him. But he played 18 last week after playing nine the week before. He was off the injury report. He is fully practicing right now, despite having both shoulder and ankle injuries. It's just hard to know exactly how the offensive staff in Detroit is going to divvy up those games. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it's only two backs, right? At least it's... It could be Denver. No, it's not. It's uh, Justin Jackson, too, who played 16 oh, snaps wow, last true. week. They're using three yeah, guys. Super frustrating. And, th- and they have a they have a potential Hall of Famer in Craig Reynolds on IR, I know, too. Right? Yeah. So, He'll be back at some point. Oh. Yeah. Pride of Kutztown University. Yeah. He sure NBA. is. At least he someone sure good came some, out of there. Some, something good came Him out of there. Him and Andre Reid. Andre Reid, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone more recently. Okay. Someone someone in this decade. All right. Last two decades. I got another squirrel stock up. This one's probably going to be quick. This one's a little bit more uh, narrative-based. Okay. But it's Trey McBride, guys. Mm-hmm. Here for All right. Like Listen, tight end is such a tough position. When Zach Ertz went out, and still now, after last week with him being hurt, he's tight end three, Zach Ertz, in fantasy points. 
Kyler Murray throws to that position a ton. Now we'll see how that translates to Trey McBride. He is not the same player. Obviously, we do not expect all of the same target share. That's obviously going to be divvied up. But understanding the way that Zach Ertz was utilized in this offense, I think Trey McBride is still available in like 90% of fantasy leagues. He needs to at least be rostered with what he could be. This is, we talked about it earlier on in the show. I'd rather have someone like him, you know, for my tight end at the end of my roster than if you're rostering a second guy, um, you know, pick. I just feel like there are so many worse options than him. He is someone that has upside. Yeah. And I did that this week. I have Ertz and Goddard and I was looking at waivers and I saw guys like Foster Moreau and Tyler Conklin. And I was like, you know what? In some cases I picked up two, just to have one on my bench and just, you know, yeah. have some security. But I grabbed Trey McBride and a few to put on my bench just in case because rookie tight ends have been more productive in fantasy recently than we've ever seen before. So it's possible yep. this guy was viewed as the best all around tight end in this class. He hasn't played much so far, but that has changed a little bit. And he ran most of the routes last week after Ertz went out. So it's possible that, you know, he eats into what, seven and a half targets per game that Zach Ertz was averaging. He could be in that range, maybe six per game. That might be enough to be in tight end one. Only factor I'm monitoring here is at some point, and again, we'll ask you about this yeah. in a moment, we'll have DeAndre Hopkins and Ronda Moore and, and Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Brown right. all on the field, which yep. you would think takes up some of the Zach Ertz work as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's fair. All right, last one that we have here, and probably not for this week based on how weather turns out, but it's going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones. Maybe, maybe. It's so tough to be able to figure out why why it's taken so long. I, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking news or noise because Al has mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones on the CSS DFS podcast, I feel like, for a couple of weeks now, but the dude has been unreal. Yeah. He has 11-plus fantasy points in four straight. He has 11-plus in six of his nine games. By the way, if you thought that there was going to be a wide receiver on this run first team led by Nick Chubb that was going to have double digit fantasy points in six of nine games with Jacoby Brissett under center, you would have thought it was Amari Cooper, but somehow DPJ is still able to get it done. He is still out there and available in a ton of leagues and he's very likely to get a better quarterback under center here in a couple of weeks when Deshaun Watson returns. And so with that, there is a lot that is pointing North should be adding him now. You should absolutely mm-hmm. be adding him now. Got to going to see what happens this weekend as far as the snow game because I am worried with him being the deep threat. Yeah. How that's going to translate? But love DPJ going forward. Past six games, Mari Cooper has forty two targets. DPJ has forty targets. Mm-hmm. So hey it's now. a borderline timeshare. Yeah, just bad touchdown luck. His last touchdown was over a year ago, week nine of last season. We got to get some regression to the mean in the touchdown department, and then there'll be a lot more hype here. I, I so get I ahead of that. I got the feeling ah! on Deontay Johnson this weekend. Deontay Johnson? Yeah, who's, yeah. who's ahead of, he's yeah. the only player with mm-hmm. more targets okay. than DPJ. So we're working it on him first. may not yet be his time, but. I, this is the way, okay. Mike. Right. Tarot cards have been yeah. telling me. We're going right. to get Deontay Johnson. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's Squirrel Stock up for week 11. Fingers yes, crossed. Birthday edition. Out. That's right. Um, what do we want to do next, Field Yates? Uh, Miller Lite, and then we'll talk to Adam Schefter in just a moment. Perfect. Perfect. We did Mike Ball season. No, we you just Mike. No, I did. It's me. I did Miller Lite. Daniel, we did sorry. Miller Lite. We're doing little Caesars. Make Caesars. Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the there NFL. Part Thank of you. your game day. Order online during their pizza pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick toppings. A pick the toppings that you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of pizza, everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Pizza, pizza. 
And now we have, I think, the man who is the most connected person in all of football. And we say uh, buenos dias to our friend Adam Schefter. As Schefter, you're headed for Mexico City in just a couple of days where the weather should be no issue. At least I don't believe it should be very warm. But we've got a situation brewing here in Buffalo. Yeah. What is the latest on what the league is looking into for this Browns and Bills game and when or where it could be played? The thunder snowstorm that's rolling into Buffalo Field that's forecasted to bring, what, three to six feet by Sunday. And so the league right now is monitoring the situation. It's been in touch with the Buffalo Bills and Cleveland Browns. I heard you talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I roster on one of my fantasy teams, who I'm very worried about playing this week in those conditions because we're looking at the first snow game in Buffalo, big storm since 2017 when they played the Colts. And back then, you know who the Colts quarterback was, Field? Jacoby Brissett, right? Jacoby Brissett, who yeah. will be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Now, the league will see if it has to move the game. It hasn't moved the game since 2014 due to snow in Buffalo. That was the year in which the league moved the Bills and the Jets to Detroit on a Monday night in 2014. So, again, how about this for a scenario? The Buffalo Bills play on Thanksgiving Day in the first game in Detroit. Mm. So, if that storm rolls in this weekend, the way that people say, and if there's the amount of snow that people are forecasting, and if they can't play that game, and the way the league would decide it would be if basically the football game would be diverting resources that would detract from the safety of the residents in that city, then the league would then go ahead and consider moving the game, which we'll see where the league does that. If the league feels like the people in the city are safe and that they can devote the resources that that stadium needs that day to have that game played, they'll play it in Buffalo. If not, they're going to have to look at other options. I would think with the Lions playing in New York against the Giants, you take that game, you move it to Detroit, you keep the Bills in Detroit, you have them play on Thanksgiving. But nobody asked me for my opinion there. Yeah. It seems like we should at least expect I'm not maybe not expecting. We should plan for that possibility. It does seem logical when you're factory. I know that obviously Bills fans love their team, and taking away a home game from them is terrible. Certainly, don't want to do it. Yeah, that economy probably needs it as much as you know. Really, any small market team, right? Green Bay and Buffalo thrive because of their beloved franchises. But you have to look out for the greater good as well. Yeah, no, listen, we we would all love to watch a snow game. Those yes. are glorious to watch, and Bills Mafia wants the game played in Buffalo. We all do. But the question is whether it's safe to be able to do that. That's what the league is monitoring. That's what the league is talking to both teams about. They'll get a variety of opinions, and they'll make a decision, I would imagine, at some point this weekend about whether they can or can't play that game in Buffalo. I don't know if it was the same storm or not, but I checked out the Western Michigan-Central Michigan game last night on Mm. ESPNU, (laughs) and that was like the junior, junior, junior varsity version of what could happen in Buffalo this weekend. And it was still crazy. I mean, the opening kickoff, the announcer said, and -and so-and-so brings it back to some yard line. Couldn't even tell what yard line it was, which made for good TV, but uh, not exactly the easiest game to follow. All right, so back to Mexico City, where, again, Cardinals, I think, technically are the host in this game against the 49ers, Shefty. Uh, And there are some major question marks for injuries. And let's start with Hollywood Brown, because recently Cliff Kingsbury was quoted as saying that the latest Hollywood Brown would be back would be after their bye, which isn't until, I think, December 4th, meaning December 12th would be the latest he'd be back. And yesterday, he returned to practice. Do you think there's any chance we'll see him on Monday night? 
Well, Cliff Kingsbury said there was a chance. Now we'll see whether he actually is out there. I, I'm a little skeptical. I, you know, I, I expected this injury to last longer than it has, and he's made great progress, and everybody's pleased with where he's at. I think it's ambitious to think that he would be playing on Monday night, but Cliff Kingsbury was not ready to rule it out yesterday. So as long as he's not, we'll leave it open-ended right now and think there is the possibility. I think it would surprise me. But again, we'll see this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it would be a surprise. That being said, we'll plan for that possibility. He was remarkable before he got hurt, of yeah. course. And all of a sudden, that wide receiver room could be very deep. Same game, <clears throat> same team. Kyler Murray, who missed last week's game. He's not the only Cardinals quarterback who's banged up. What's going on in their QB room right now? Well, what's happening is this, is that Cole McCoy's got a little bit of a knee injury. They don't believe it's going to be an issue for Monday night. The hamstring for Kyler Murray is more significant right now, apparently, than the knee injury for Colt McCoy. And it doesn't seem like uh, Kyler Murray is fully ready to go just yet. Now, we'll see whether he can make it back here in the next few days and be ready to go. But I think Colt McCoy's got some people who basically feel pretty good about him playing quarterback. And this is a guy that helped lead this team to a victory on the road last week against Los Angeles. He stepped in and played well in the past. And again, you know, Kyler Murray is the guy they paid, and Kyler Murray is their quarterback, but I don't think that people need to rush Kyler back in their minds because they feel like they've got a capable replacement when Kyler's not 100% healthy. And so, Colt McCoy's got support in that organization. And again, I think right now, my guess is it's tracking to be Colt McCoy on Monday night, and we'll see how the weekend shakes out. After last week's win, I saw a piece in a local newspaper in Arizona about how Colt McCoy should be the guy, that there is a quarterback controversy. Some quickly dismissed that idea, but still, he's a serviceable backup, that much is for sure. Uh, I'll just that, say he's he's got some support, Field. He's yeah, got sure some support. Like sure seems like it. And by the way, the offense played well enough to win last week against a good Rams defense. A bad Rams offense, obviously, but a good Rams defense. Rams side. What's going on with Matthew Stafford? Obviously, they very much missed him this past week. Well, back at practice yesterday, practicing in full. So if you're practicing in full on Wednesday, uh, that tells you that you're on track to play Sunday against the Saints who will be starting Andy Dalton once again. And so I don't know that he's officially fully cleared concussion protocol, but it certainly sounds like when the Rams play Sunday, Matthew Stafford will be the quarterback again, and they need him, and you just wonder – what that team is going to be doing without Cooper Cup. You talk about target share. Was there anybody commanding more of a target share than Cooper Cup? And how does that get allocated right now, right? Is it Ben Skoranek, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby? They don't even have much of a run game. Like, this is an offense right now that's got some major question marks and just lost its best player. And it'll be really interesting to see how that offense evolves without the great Cooper Cup. Yeah, a bit of an identity crisis right now for L.A. Yeah. Cup may return, but he may not at some point later on this season. I guess that's dependent upon how good the team is or is not. If they're out of the playoff mix, maybe Cooper Cup is back in 2023. We'll get you out of here on this, Shefty, is you reported that Leonard Fournette is expected to be back when the team returns from its bye next week. What is your outlook, though, on Rashad White, who you've been telling us about for months? Is this guy yeah. going to be like, he started last game. Can we expect more of that going forward, do you think? Well, I'm just going to go back to all the things that I've heard throughout the course of the season, especially early in the season. People just keep saying to me, keep watching Rashad White. At some point, he's going to get more and more and more work. And it seemed like it's really started to transition the last couple of weeks, maybe this past week in Germany especially. Uh, right now, they're on the bye week. They come back. I believe they play the Cleveland Browns. I think this starts to turn more and more into the Rashad White show. He's got the trust of the quarterback, Tom Brady. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. 
We saw how physical he could be with that stiff arm that he used in Germany. I just think that Rashad White's turn, his time, has come. And I think it starts after the bye. Now, that doesn't mean that Leonard Fournette goes completely away, but you're going to see more and more and more work go to White. It's just that's the way it's going to be going forward, I believe. Uh, okay, last last one here, Shefty. Have any of other have, have any more of our ESPN colleagues been hired as an NFL head coach since I last checked Twitter? <laughs> no, but you know what is interesting? On the Indianapolis Colts staff, right? Yeah. They have two former ESPN analysts That's right. on the coach, Jeff Saturday and John Fox. Foxy, yeah. So there you go. So like we are, we are the minor league breeding ground for the Indianapolis Colts coaching staff. I'm trying to think. So all right, like uh, so, Daniel Dopp, future Lions offensive coordinator, has a nice <laughs> ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it works. Yeah, could be. Could, could be. be. All right, Shefty, as always, we so appreciate you here. We'll talk to you again on Fantasy Football Now on Sunday. Can't wait for long shots and what I'm sure will be a very busy morning with all kinds of news. Yeah, look forward to it, Field. Got to pack up for Mexico City and uh, look forward to that trip as well. Ah, well, bienvenidos a Mexico City is what they'll be saying when you arrive. To bienvenidos. Estadio Azteca. All right, Shefty. Estadio Azteca, yes. I've soon. been going to that stadium since 1997, I believe. 1996. Wow. Seven? Seven yeah. was my first trip there, yeah. So make sure you pack uh, lots of water and inhaler in case you, uh, you know, that 7,500, uh, is it 7,500 feet of elevation? It's Correct. Well, you, you know, well, yeah, uh, there's altitude issues. I, I got to be aware of that, too. I did not do well in Denver, amazingly enough, my last trip there. I got sick. I, you, you just reminded me to bring my medication. There you go. Shefty, try to look out for you. That's what we do here at ESPN. Thank you, as always. Talk to you again soon. Thank you, Field. All righty. Good stuff from Shefty. Taking care of people, Field. That's what you yeah. do. You know, I've, I've learned you had to be a nurturing individual. I got a quick update. 1997, okay. last time that Adam got sick in uh, Mexico. <laughs> 1997, the last time that there was a score 19 to 18 in which the Bucks beat the Cardinals. See? Wow. So not it. a scorigami. No. So today we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. One touchdown, four field goals. So start. You said the Packers are winning? Yeah, Packers. Yeah. Start Mason Crosby. Start Crosby, yeah. And then start... Josh Lambeau, who's Josh Lambeau for the yeah. Titans tonight, uh-huh. is 18 scored via six field goals, or is it, what is that, like a touchdown, uh, a couple of touchdown safeties? Touchdown and two safeties. Probably some nonsense mixed in there. Yeah, I mean, this could be, it's going gonna, it's gonna to snow it all there. It's Lambeau, maybe. so it probably yeah, maybe. knows. Maybe. Yeah. Flurry's worst case. Yeah. By the way, if they do send, like, the Bills to Detroit for two straight weeks, like, just saying, Buffalo, the Mama Dop Hotel is open very reasonable rates. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We'll open up, you know, the second spare room for you guys, for the team. Yeah. She can make Josh so nice. Allen feel at she home. She can mostly. She's a great cook, right? Yeah. Yes. They can I go over go. their fantasy lineups together. You should go. I'm going. I'm going. We what? should. Yeah. I'm just going to go hang out. Must Why be not? Nice. I'm going Why to not? the Mama Dot, Mama Dop Hotel. Must be nice. hang out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. going. We're doing Thanks it. Thanks for the invite, guys. All right. Sorry. I'm going to miss the show this weekend. Sorry. I'm going. <laughs> All right, we're We're going to talk a couple of game previews after Adam. Thanks for that. All right, a reminder for buys this week. Miami, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville. First game we're looking at is Eagles and the Colts. Mike Clay lineup locks include Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, who we mentioned uh, Mm -hmm. earlier, and wide receiver cornerback. We have Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman as well across both teams. I think there's a couple names still here that I would like to be able to mention one of them. Uh, obviously, reminder, Field said it as well during wide receiver cornerback. No Dallas Goddard. He is out here. Mm-hmm. Devonta Smith. How close is he to a lineup lock? Is he included in the flex conversation for you? 
Uh, yeah, he's in the he's in the flex conversation for sure. Uh, he's been boom bust. We've been talking about this for weeks. We have that list, the Gabe Davises and the Mike Williams. Yeah. You know, he's in that conversation. So you're gonna have some down games, and the targets have been all over the place. But he's a good player. He scored a touchdown last week. So um, if I have him, I'm probably starting him. Yep. You know, he's good enough. He's enough upside. It's good enough offense. With you on that one, and Miles Sanders, we all have inside our top twenty. Although it's been a little bit more down for Miles Sanders than it was to start the beginning of the season. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's just Washington. That's who's had his number. He is. Uh, uh, exactly 5.4 fantasy points in both of those games against Washington. He's averaging 15.9 fantasy points in his other games this season, oh, okay. every other game. So he's been pretty good. Five touchdowns in his last six games. The targets are the problem, right? He has Zero no, catch ca- no catches yeah. in three straight. Um, it's a tough matchup. Colts have allowed 3.8 yards per carry. That is the fourth lowest in the NFL. They do allow a lot of volume, though. A lot of, a lot of running back carries against them. Uh, he'll be he'll be okay, right? He's He's... He's going to have a limited ceiling, a lot like Nick Chubb, where he doesn't have much passing game involvement, but he's been really good and efficient on the ground. They're ahead a lot. They're able to run the football. He's averaging over five yards per carry. It's just the passing down work that kind of limits the ceiling a little bit. Yep. You want to see him get in the end zone, but still some yeah, of the he's been doing that. He's yeah. been doing that. What about some of the other indie wide receivers outside of Michael Pittman? We watched Paris Campbell last week with my, uh, Matt Ryan be awesome. Alec Pierce, anybody else here in this Colts wide receiving core that you like? Paris Campbell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's Paris has been awesome. Uh, his last three finishes when Matt Ryan has started. Right. So we're, we're not worried about Sam Ellinger. Right. He's not there anymore. It's Matt Ryan. Look at his last three fantasy finishes with Matt Ryan. Ninth, fifth and 11th. He's been really good in his minimum. Okay. This is his floor in those games. Nine targets, 57 yards, a touchdown and 18 wow. fantasy points. That's a worst case scenario in all three of those games. This is a tough matchup. Technically, the Eagles have been really good against receivers, but He's in the slot a lot, and uh, Avante Maddox is on IR. So yep. we'll see Josiah Scott. Not too worried about the matchup for him because of that reason. Might not be as good as it's been, but can he be top 25, top 30? Absolutely, and that's where we have him ranked. By the way, this is coming out of nowhere in the sense that he yeah. has been a non-factor for three, almost three and a half Injuries. years. Injuries. Yeah. Injuries. Second-round pick. This guy yeah. was a star at Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Don't awesome. forget the pedigree here. I know that it seems very fluky, but this is not a guy who, you know, this is not... I hate to be unkind. This is not Travis Fulgham, right? Mm-hmm. A six-round mm-hmm. pick who truly came out of nowhere and eventually the bubble burst, right? Like, this is this is potentially real for Paris Campbell. Yeah, and some guys just take a while. Some guys come in and are dominant right away, and we talked about Tyler Boyd earlier. Yeah. His second season in the NFL, he was a healthy scratch. He was a bust. Remember that? I mean, I mean it was over. Like he just The best was, example is Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's Go another back. one. There are yeah. all kinds of great articles about how the Packers should cut Devontae in his second yeah. season. Mm-hmm. No way. Glad they didn't. Yeah, for his yeah. sake, yeah. for Same their sake Boyd. too. We thought Boyd was yeah. done. I mean, there's, I mean, it's not as good of an example, but Nelson Aguilar as well. He yeah. was completely toast, yep. and then he and turned out to be a solid player and has had some good seasons. So uh, sometimes it takes guys a while. Campbell is finally starting to get healthy, or he is healthy, and he's starting to produce as well. He's getting the ball. Uh, so what a story! It's been it's been awesome. How just, I know it's it's not a question mark, but just quickly on Jonathan Taylor, like. I think there are a lot of reasons to buy that last week was the start of the turnaround. I agree. He's healthy. Obviously that's a huge part of it. The offensive line got called out. They were a little bit better. I mean, the 66 yard touchdown run, it was like the parting of the red seas there, right? He was literally untouched. The offensive line should be better than what it has been. The offense is far more functional with Matt Ryan under center, and they don't play a defense that currently ranks in the top 15 of rush yards allowed. Other than one game the rest of the season, the Eagles just signed Linval Joseph off the street because of their recent run Mm -hmm. defense issues. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I know what Indy's approach will be this weekend. It'll be to replicate what Washington yeah. did last weekend. Whether they can is to be seen, but they're going to try to run the ball 49 times like the Commanders did. Yeah, and he's a feature back. Now, remember, before last week, that, that was the first game of his career that he played without Naeem Hines. Yeah, he had wow. never played a game without Neem wow, Hines. No and we know Hines was playing 20 to 25 snaps a game yep. and handling a lot of the passing down work. Well, without Hines, Taylor was the feature back. I mean, he was out there on all the passing plays too. So that's huge. Yep. I mean, this guy... 25 routes run, this could be, 30 drop He might see seven targets some games, right? Yeah. Like this yeah. is, it's big. He's he's in a spot for a really strong finish to the season. Love yeah. that. Love that for Jonathan. You might have bought him low a couple weeks ago too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, let's talk Lions at Giants. This one's going to be tough. The Detroit Lions, like I said, on a winning streak, as everyone mm-hmm. knows. Of and course. New York we've Giants. Been, we've all been celebrating. Smell that? Anybody else smell that? Mm. What is it, nope. Field? Upset Bruin. Ooh. Oh, he called it. He Lineup called blocks it. include Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Saquon Barkley. I noticeably see that we did not have the running backs on there, but it's in part because we sort of talked about them within Squirrel Stock. You know, they've, mm-hmm. we've got them both right around that you know, running back 20 range because which one are you trusting each week? Don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You might think, well, all right. So Swift has at least found the end zone a few times and his passing down work. And we know Jamal Williams just keeps scoring. You have to play him. Right. But check this out since their week six by, okay. We're in week 11. So since their week six by those two Swift and Williams have combined for one weekly finish better than 18th. Right. So they're not lineup blocks, right? They're yeah. splitting this backfield. And like I said earlier, Justin Jackson played 16 snaps last week. It's tough. I mean, Williams is getting the goal line work. Yes. And the bulk of the carries, but he's not getting any targets. Nope. And DeAndre Swift just isn't playing enough. He's getting a handful of carries and he's getting a few targets a game. At some point, we hope to get Swift back close to 100% and he'll be more of the lead back and get 15 touches and he becomes a top 10 play again. We're not there yet. So for now, these are both, we'll say, borderline RB2s. So a big part of why DeAndre Swift is playing less is, of course, because of his health. Right. But our buddy Josh Norris, if you don't follow or know Josh Norris, who works for Underdog Fantasy, he's incredible at his job. He's Mm -hmm. a great person. Love Josh posted a clip recently of DeAndre Swift who had a screen pass thrown his way and there were like three offensive linemen just a convoy ahead of him if he had just run up the sideline it might have been a massive gain and DeAndre Swift instead wove back inside it turned into like a seven yard pickup yep right and it was like what's going on here right and basically he noted how like that's a big play left on the board that should have easily like any running back should know to do that and a couple of people commented that like this is one of the things that Deuce Daly is trying to get more out of from DeAndre Swift. He's such a talented guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But part of why this might be a more equitable split in terms of snaps may not just be health-related, but also, like, they're challenging DeAndre Swift to do more. And in a couple of opportunities, maybe he hasn't done more. And you can say whatever you want about the physical gifts of DeAndre Swift versus Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams strikes me as the kind of guy that... He's going to give you exactly what he has every yeah. single play. And there are coaches that will tell you, I'd rather take a B 100 times out of 100 than an A 50 times and a C 50 times. Like That's just how coaches are wired. So I'm just adding that to the conversation that mm-hmm. this may be mostly driven by the injury, but DeAndre Swift's leaving some meat on the bone that certainly if he turned those plays around could lead to much bigger fantasy. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. Let's talk about the Giants really quickly. Daniel Jones against this Lions defense. Is he a streamer for you guys like he is for me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Say, you didn't have to laugh like that when you said it. Because Mike. it's Jeez. the same conversation every week. There's like 15 <laughs> of these guys and you just basically shuffle them around based on the schedule, right? And this week, Daniel Jones, he only has two top 12s, right? He has not had much of a ceiling this season. 22nd in pass attempts, but he's top five at quarterback and carries rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. There's 20 or more rushing yards in eight 
of his nine games this season, right? So he's given you a little bit of a floor. And the matchup, of course, is great. Lions, most fantasy points in the highest yards per attempt to quarterback. So if we get a little passing out of Jones against your Lions, and he does what he normally does with his legs, maybe he pulls off a top, another top 12. That's where I have him ranked. And Darius Slayton is a name to monitor. If you're looking yeah. for a flex oh, option yeah. because of yep. all the players that are out this week, I do think Darius Slayton has some value. There. All right. It's been good. Let's talk Browns at Bills. How do we want to do this? We do this like I think we should evaluate this if it's not being played in an absolute squall. In a snowstorm, yeah. I think we should just do it like either they're playing it in Buffalo and the field is either clear or relatively clear, or they're Mm -hmm. playing in Detroit. I saw a tweet earlier today, and I I wish that I remembered who it was. I apologize, but just knowing that they're going to potentially get three to six feet, they were saying start everyone under like five eight. So all the Devin Singletarys, all the as like they're just going to get lost out there in the field. (laughs) Was my buddy uh, Joe Goodberry? Yes, that's who it was. Joe Joe Goodberry, who actually lives in Buffalo, is a huge Bengals enthusiast. It's a great. I think Josh Norris retweeted it, which is why I saw that. His name is at Goodberry on Twitter. Lifelong Bengals fan, lives in Buffalo. Very funny. Very fun. And Joe does an amazing job covering the Bengals. If you don't already follow him, and you're interested in Cincinnati, so we'll assume this is just a normal football game we can add we'll talk more about the weather later on but like we'll talk about this as though it's just a normal football game for us right now mm-hmm. lineup blocks include nick chubb amari cooper josh allen and stefan diggs which makes sense yeah we're, we're probably starting them anyway yeah <laughs> yep pretty much regardless <laughs> like yeah there's two feet down there still still go digs like, all you those still guys you're still starting basically david and joku still, still on practice. the injury report which Could is another week so remember, the initial timeline was two to five weeks i think this is week three so it wouldn't surprise me if this one either goes right up to game time or he is out. If he plays, though, he has been rock solid for Cleveland. If not, we haven't seen a ton of production from Harrison Bryant. He had three catches for 15 yards and a touchdown this past mm-hmm. week, but three catches, 15 yards, right? Like yeah. a lot of minimal games there for uh, Harrison Bryant, who you would think would have a more productive role. Yeah, and the week before the he had zero targets. I think it was zero catches. I think it was zero catches, before. yeah. Right, so not not a guy you feel great about. Basically, sure. the Njoku replacement is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we'll who, keep an eye on this. was good prior to Njoku's injury, but it's just been even more of DPJ. Yeah. Keep in mind, Njoku did su- suggest last week that he was going to play in week 10 and then didn't practice and didn't play. So we just have to keep an eye on this. He day. like suggested literally the week that he got hurt. He was like, I might play this week. Yeah. So yeah. not that, believe it or not, he is not a doctor. So, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, he just, he, he is an really? awesome football player. Oh, and by wow. the way, he's okay. compensated extremely well and deservedly so for yeah. being an awesome football player. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's having a heck of a year. Sometimes tight ends, you know, sometimes it just takes a while, especially the guys that come in young. Yeah, totally. takes a few years, yep. maybe in five years to break out. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think like, like by 2028, 20, Kyle Pitts might reach a thousand right. receiving uh, yards again. That was where I was going. That's my, yeah, someday. Someday it will happen uh, for Kyle Pitts. All right. Two other people. We already mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones, someone to be able to consider here in this game. And we like him. I mentioned him in Squirrel Stock. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt, the other guy to really consider here. And that's tough. Mm. I don't. I don't feel super comfortable. I don't think anyone feels comfortable starting Kareem Hunt here. If you're doing it, it's because you have to, not yeah. because you want to. How many times has he finished inside the top twenty? I don't week? even want you to ask me that question because the answer is none. Week one. Dang week, one. Yeah. week one. That's the last time. So he's at best a flex option. The volume's been down lately. Ugh, I think the only way that I would be interested in starting Kareem Hunt is if the game is played and the conditions are crappy mm-hmm. enough that they can still play it. But it's going to be a run-heavy game, yeah. like that indie game that Shefty was referencing, that indie Buffalo game where like Frank Gore had like 20 mm-hmm. carries in that wild snow. That would be the mm-hmm. conditions that I would want if I'm starting Kareem Hunt. Otherwise, I will be passing. Yep. 
Right. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary. We have ranked just inside the top 20 after a two touchdown performance last week. Mike Clay, what do you think about Devin Singletary? Yeah, I like him a lot because Naheem Hines role has not increased yet. Nope. At some point you will see him. Maybe it's a game where it's really competitive or they're trailing. We've talked about this field at length about how they might choose to utilize him. But for now, it's been the Singletary show still last week, 71% of the snaps, only 18% for James Cook and 7% for Hines. Singletary has finished as a top 25 fantasy running back in five of his last seven games, right? So he's been solid. Also a great matchup. The Browns against running backs, second most fantasy points, third most yards and 15 touchdowns to that position. That is most in the NFL. So a lot of reasons to like Singletary. Reminds me of Miles Sanders in terms of overall value. Does Devin Singletary? Interesting. I think that's fair. I think that uh, Singletary may be more in jeopardy of disappearing if they're just like, all right, it's time for Cook and Hines or something. Like, there's at least a chance of that where it wasn't earlier this year. But uh, I, I don't think Sanders is going anywhere. But they do utilize multiple. Yeah, it was my 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 thought process there being like good enough and used enough that he'll consistently find his way into the top twenty of running backs. But top 10 weeks are not something I expect very frequently from either one of them. So Sanders, Singletary, and Najee Harris. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, like, who wouldn't have thought Harris would be there? But they, same thing, right? He's like, just, what's the ceiling with those guys, right? Yeah, like, really good floor. but the, Exactly. They don't have top 10 weeks. They have top 20 weeks. You know? right. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Crazy. All right. Let's talk about Gabe Davis as well. Someone that we also have inside so the opposite of what we just said about yeah, the exactly. Yeah, the exact Davis opposite. who has yeah, yeah. His, his pie charts. A He's bit either different. 80th or, or 5th. Here's yeah. the thing about Gabe Davis, and we've said this all year long. If you're starting Gabe Davis, you have to give Gabe Davis. You're riding that roller coaster. You're starting Gabe Davis. I want to know with a quick shift. If this is a weather game and you have guys like Donovan Peoples Jones and Gabe Davis, who I would normally otherwise definitely start. How do you look at those deep targets when you're talking about feet of snow like that? Because Mm -hmm. it becomes this Nick Chubb, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt running game, right? Yeah, I don't think I would play them if it's crazy wet. No, no, we'll be downgrading the passing game substantially. There's wind in the forecast too, so that's yeah. another thing. The field might be clear, and it might be 30 mile an hour winds, and then we're that's even worse probably than having some snow on the ground. So again, we're just gonna have to take this down to game time. But right now, I would have backup plans for yeah. Dave, guys like Davis and Peoples Jones. We get one weird Buffalo weather game every year. Remember yeah. last year we had a Monday night the football game, game where they threw it, yeah. threw it like three times total, mm-hmm. like. One weird Buffalo weather game per year. Perhaps this Sunday is our weird Buffalo weather game. I know that we say it a lot, but we can't stress this enough. Fantasy football now, Mm. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN2, because Mm. by then we'll have much more information and a much better feel for the forecast. Maybe even a reporter on site in Buffalo if Kimberly Martin makes it there. because the No, she's been assigned to the game. We just don't know if she'll be there depending on whether the weather Uh holds up or not. Oh, yeah, I'm if, sure she would not mind doing that from like her, her house. Yeah. 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 Talk to Josh Allen on Zoom this week. <laughs> well, she's already in Cleveland this week as she's covering the game in Cleveland during the week because gotcha. Deshaun Watson's return to practice. Oh, Obviously right. a lot of right. intrigue there. Sure. Sunday, we'll see where where in the world is Kimberly A. Martin. All right, that's going to do it for the Thursday show. Check out, if you're in the podcast feed, the CSS DFS podcast yeah, coming good. up next. Got another great show for you. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow. Field, Mike, and Stefania will be back. Happy birthday, Daniel. Love Happy birthday, guys. buddy. Thank yep. you so Ed much. Daniel, you drop, tweet him. Something to break on Instagram. Post a nice message about him. Please. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. Please love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love each other. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. All right, party. Where are we going? Miller Lights on me. Got a couple of Miller Lights. Let's go. Little Caesars. Miller Lights on me. Little Caesars. 
Some beer? Pizza, pizza. We need to go hit we that pizza portal yeah, pickup. Do that. I think yeah. so. Just take Love bowling. Beer. BYOB. Bowling, you pizza bowl? portal pickup. Yeah. We need practice. <laughs> Not a mystery, the one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you, he's Dan 